Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. But aside of all that, seems like they have it figured out pretty well, or at least, you know, figure even whenever they had some miscues, figured it out eventually, is this defense. This mm-hmm. defense held this team together today. Casey, they only allowed 14 points. They they allowed one touchdown in the first quarter, one touchdown in the second quarter, and then shut this Green Bay team down. The whole second half. And it was really, really impressive. I was a little nervous, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, on the first two drives when uh when they gave up those touchdowns i was i was yeah. nervous and i was frustrated because it just did not seem like the defense that we were used to mm-hmm. but then they came together they got a hold of themselves and then they were able to hold the packers to just those 14 points mm-hmm. uh it, it really is incredible what this tampa bay defense did I, I'm 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 really impressed, and there's multiple people that I'm impressed by. But but Casey, I'm going to throw it over to you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they were able to come together and hold the Packers to just those 14 points after giving up those first two touchdowns? I will say what they did well, even though they had a very sleepy first half and then they came alive in the second half and started to play more like that defense that we have seen in the first two weeks, um, they managed, they still had pretty good management on third downs. Um, there was a couple of very significant third down shutdowns that they had. Um, Logan Hall being one of them, the rookie D tackle, he gets his collects his first NFL sack, and it was on a crucial third down where they ended up forcing the Packers to pump the ball. So their third down management was still very good, and I think that's what kept the score so close, so low, and especially in the second half of the game, they managed the Packers so well. They contained them so well because if you were watching the game, well, from wherever you were watching the game, you did see – Aaron Jones out there getting some plays and AJ Dillon. And then it was just like, crap. It, it, it feels like a lot more than it actually is. What it played out to be is that Aaron Jones had 12 carries, but he was almost equivalent to Leonard Fournette's performance. He only got 36 yards. AJ Dillon, another 12 carries, but he was at 32 yards. Put that together. Obviously they get nearly over 70 yards together or nearly 70 yards together, but it was 
wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, all caps, Romeo Dubs that was just slicing in between. And that's where I grew frustrated watching this team because I'm like, wait a minute, how do you have this secondary? How do you call yourself grave diggers and you're being run all over on slant routes? And, you know, Carlton Davis just managed Michael Thomas, who calls himself slant boy. And then you've got this rookie coming in who didn't, who's not supposed to have this large role and he's just slicing them up with these slant routes and nobody's holding him down. Antoine Winfield Jr. got burned on multiple plays and that was surprising. You didn't hear his name much whatsoever. Dubs with eight receptions got 73 yards and one touchdown. Then you have Randall Cobb who was on the injury list all week and it was a very grim view of whether or not he was even going to participate. He ends up coming in and contributing two very significant receptions for 57 yeah, for 57 yards. Then you have Alan Lazard who comes in for four receptions and 45 yards. They were just able to kind of like shift around. It wasn't, it wasn't as much as you saw and heard Romeo Doves' name. It wasn't obvious what the Packers were going to do. And Aaron Rodgers is a great car, a great quarterback. He, he doesn't give away his reads that much, you know, secondary does have to prepare for him very different. He was very prepared for this secondary. He talked about Antoine Winfield Jr. and the player that he is, um, you know, leading into the week and whatnot. So again, it just looked like the Packers came in more prepared to face a strong defense versus, you know, what the Bucks did. So while you, it just tells you how good a team is if they can be sleepy for a half and then come together and still manage to contain a team to 14 points and really shut them down entirely in the second half. But they needed to play a full game of football because if they did, and some people, this kind of pissed off a few people. Because towards the end of the game, I tweeted, I said, imagine if the Bucks defense would have um, played like this in the first half. And everybody's like, oh, but it's not the Bucks defense. It's the offensive line. It's the offense. It's the drops. It's the wide receivers. And that's not what I was talking about. I wasn't placing blame, everybody. Mm-hmm. I was saying, imagine if they showed up for four quarters. That would have been a six and three game versus yep. a 14 and 12 game. Totally. Yep. You know? And 100%. Then- yeah. So the defense did well. I'm, I just, they weren't as electrifying to watch. Um, Levante David was probably my stand, one of one of the guys on the defense where I was like, wow, thank God <laughs> Levante David plays for this team because it was those crucial moments that he would and you just saw with every grit and grind in his in his in his body and his willpower, him just charging to make these plays to shut them down. Um, but it was also Mike Edwards that probably led in tackles, nine total tackles, four assists. It was Jamil Dean that ended up coming up with the one interception. Uh, and Carmen gave us a great stat on um, the previous Jolly Rogers and touchdowns episode about um, we're going to clip it and put it up there and also post it on the socials. But Jamil Dean was one of the few guys that got a very crucial interception off of Aaron Rodgers, And I think it was the NFC championship, but I want to quote this properly, but it was, it was kind of a poetic justice moment that out of everybody, the one interception that came from the Bucks defense was Jamil Dean. Um, Did they end up, Giving it to him? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't. They called it back. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember tweeting, don't make a scene, Dean, and being very excited. And then my hopes and dreams were just crushed. Like Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the play where there were like too many um, 12 players on the field, which is crazy. Hurts my head. Yeah. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah. How? How do you make these kind of mistakes? Yeah, that's that's another frustrating thing. Yeah, it's I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, but I, I I think I think what you're saying is fair. I think it's not all perfect. It's not all sunshine and rainbows on the Bucks defense, at least, mm-hmm. right? Like they did play well specifically in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is more that could have been done. And it, uh, it you know, it, it just wasn't exactly what you wanted to see, mm-hmm. especially considering the fact that you weren't really seeing much from the offense. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more from the defense faster. And something that you said, Casey, that, that, that I think you said it about the offense. And I think that what the defense, what they were able to do is that they were able to make adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. Almost anytime you're playing a sport, it is about the game of adjustments. Who is able to adjust better to strategy, to role, to whatever you're doing. And Frankly, it didn't seem like either side of the ball came in overly prepared and having an overly good strategy to mm-hmm. take on this Packers team, which again, that's a coaching issue. That's something right. that should be on the coaches. And I don't think the job was done well enough mm-hmm. on either side of the ball. However, what did happen on the defensive end is that they made adjustments. Right. Is that they flipped things around is that they started covering the routes better because you're right at the beginning of this game, the Packers were running all over the field mm-hmm. at home on the bucks, which yeah. we haven't even brought up the fact that this was a home game. This was the first the home opener. And this is the performance that you give your fans. This is the performance that you give everybody here in Tampa to a packed Raymond James Stadium, which is the largest attendance in history, by the way, 69,197. Yeah. And 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 for that performance to be what it was, is, I mean, I don't think it's too strong to say that it was embarrassing, that it was mm-hmm. it was an, a, an embarrassing performance uh, yes. overall. Um but what the defense did well is that, is that they adjusted. They yeah. realized that <laughs> we like you can't let your guy just run all over you. You can't leave the field wide open. You can't leave these receivers wide open, which you were doing in the first half. You can't yeah. do that. That's not how you play this game. Mm-hmm. You're going to get run over 
How if do we you get continue that to do that, just like you did, I know, crazy, <laughs> right? Mind <laughs> blowing. <laughs> Don't leave the field wide open. Don't <laughs> leave the receivers. Like maybe have some coverage. Maybe you should let us coach. Oh gosh, now, now I'm getting fired up a little bit. Whew. Okay, bring it down, <laughs> Kaylee. This is the part where you weren't supposed to be so riled up. It, I know. The strategy did not seem on point going mm-hmm. into this game from the entire coaching staff. Yes. But the defense adjusted. And yes. I have to give them credit for adjusting. I have to give them pre- credit for the way that they played in the second half. It is not easy to hold this team to, to no points in a half. And they did that. And that yeah. is impressive in and of itself. Did they play four quarters? No, they didn't. But they did show up in the second half and try to give their team a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did give their team a chance. Um, you know, Logan Ryan ended up picking off Rogers, which, you know, was great to see. Um, yes. Really, really liked his performance today. Um, and in fact, he he might be, you know, my standout player just because – you know, he got turnovers in a game. He was the only interception on either side of the ball today. He mm-hmm. was the only interception. And to to face a guy like Aaron Rodgers and get the only interception in a game, I think that that deserves some credit. So he's my standout player 